welcome. Toot toot, motherfucker! Beep beep! Oh, all aboard. All aboard. All aboard. The joke train. The joke train. Joke train. Uh, it's six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. We have a lot of great comedians that are here and so excited to tell you their new jokes. Yay! Some of them are just new comedians. That means that every joke they tell is new, and that's just the way it is. Give us your opinion. Call in at 415-550-0511. Honestly, if you call in, I'll totally let you tell them stuff after they're said. Because <laughs> you could listen live. Um, we have really great comedians tonight, every night. I'm excited uh, that they're excited. The way that Joke Workshop works, people do four-minute sets. Uh, you will hear a horn. Oh, I'm so unprofessional. You'll hear a horn. You'll hear a horn, and that means you have one minute left. If you're a new comic, learn what a minute feels like, because nothing makes people more not on your team than when you run the light no one likes the one who runs the light so when you hear that horn that means you have a minute and then after that we give you comments people we're gonna and the, the more you pay attention and the uh, the the more attention you pay and the notes, I'm going to take notes. You know, whatever. What else the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I've got opinions on stuff. Uh, like your jokes. It's very exciting. Uh, we have like a side list tonight. So we're going to be kind of fitting people in depending on if the pre-signs actually show up on time or how that works. You know how it is. But let's get started. Oh, I have to remind everybody, please be kind to one another. I mean, you can tell people one. You can tell people one. Talk like the aliens giving language. Uh, you you can feed someone a shit sandwich. That isn't a problem. Just make the bread taste good. So, and th- sometimes there's some gentle natured ribbing. Some of these some of these young comedian boys they like to make fun of each other, and we could take it. We could take some, some good natured ribbing ribaldry here. Makes me think of ripped condoms, which is weird and beside the point. Your first comedian of the night. What a funny young man he is. Uh, he runs Watch and Learn every Saturday night here at the station, 8 to 10. If it's a Saturday night and you're like, it's 8 o'clock and you haven't been booked on a show, then what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't you at Mutiny Radio? Because your host is going to help you out. Everybody put your hands together for Capital Pilcrow. With all my hustlers hitting the states. With all my brothers and sisters on the train. And I'm What's good, everybody? Oh, already low energy. I love it. How's everybody's day today? I, you know what, I actually, I shouldn't even ask that. Because what if your day sucked? And then now you're just sitting here thinking about it right before I tell you some jokes. Like, I'm really just setting myself up there. Like, I'm going to tell a joke and you're just going to look at me all sad and shit. Like, fuck. And then, and then I'm going to have a bad day too. Almost like you infected me with your problems. Like, uh, think about it though. Problems, problems a lot like an infection. Because I'm sorry you got some, but stay away from me. I got enough problems already. I mean, look at me. You could tell, look at me. My, the bags under my eyes, black as Wakanda. 
This jacket, look, I look like I'm not planning on sleeping inside tonight. Like, I got to stay warm. Look, I'm wearing Crocs. I am wearing Crocs right now. You ain't seen Crocs since 2003, and you were not looking for them. This, when I got my Crocs is when I finally accepted that I was, that I looked like a crackhead, actually. Because I think the first step to being a crackhead is sacrificing style for function. And I was walking around a lot at night, and people kept fucking with me. Because I had nice shoes on. But when you wear Crocs, you don't want to rob a motherfucker with Crocs. Motherfucker wearing, somebody wearing Jordans got Jordan money, somewhere wearing Crocs got problems. You don't want to rob me with problems, you don't catch my infections, shit. Um, now for that, I got, I got so many problems, I'm like Jay-Z. 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Cause my girl heard about all my problems and she got the fuck out of there. Um, bitches hate motherfucker problems. Finding out you've got problems like finding out you got an infection. You could still maybe fuck, but you definitely using a condom. You're not staying around. Um, I got so many problems. Why am I riffing when I'm about to get advice? I don't need y'all to riff into me. I got enough problems already. Really, think about it. The only difference between me and Jay-Z is that he's bragging about the shit. And I'm waiting for motherfuckers to laugh. And they ain't even laughing. That's a hundred problems right there. And it's a crazy thing to brag about. 99 problems, bitch, ain't one. You need to start taking care of these girls and taking care of your problems, Jay. You need priorities. Shit is ridiculous. I would really, I would rather have some girls mad at me than be in debt. Or like, cheat on my wife. I guess I would get a girl mad at you. Or be a bad rapper. I don't know. I've heard that if you seem to find problems everywhere you go, then you're the problem. Which makes me think, maybe Jay just needs to stop saying bitch so much, and some of his problems gonna clear up. Because really, sometimes all you need to change is just one little thing, your whole life gonna change. Just one little thing. Like I saw a homeless man with a sign on the corner. And it said, I've been homeless 30 years, and I still haven't given up. And I said, that's beautiful. But you got four other homeless people with signs standing right, right next to you. So I see why you've been homeless 30 years. You need to plan your shit out a little bit. You need to pick, you need to own a corner. What if I walk up with a dollar, what, dollar, what I'm supposed to do? Rip it up five pieces, split it between y'all? Should I give it to one of y'all, it's gonna be a fight? All right, never mind. That's gonna be my set for tonight. Y'all Capital Bill Capital B. Imagine a crow with a pill in his mouth. Um, are are you are you chewing gum? No. Okay. Maybe it's just on the radio. I kept hearing like a, like I don't know if anybody's been watching that thing, the Happy thing. It's it's a new Netflix thing. But there's a character who's decided that his character thing is to make this noise with his mouth. Um, 
I just I thought you were chewing gum. Just no, a weird a thing note. to think about. Just I, I, I know at the top of my thing that says stop smacking your lips. And then I started bombing, so I forgot. Does it say stop smacking? Is it a lip smacking thing? Yeah. It is a lip smacking thing. Also, I got lost when you got lost. Like I think we went into like a third dimension where like we were together <laughs> swirling through time where nothing mattered and I didn't know where anyone was or but I was like there with you like swirling through the nothingness and then like I felt like I was clamoring back with you to be like what are jokes man and then I was like did we smoke the same weed or what happened? That's what I that was That's there was exactly a, what happened. There was like in the, from minute two thirty to three thirty, like I was in that vortex with you. Okay. That's I don't know what that I'm means. Glad somebody was with me at least. <laughs> I was swirling through time with you. <laughs> uh, I just had a couple quick ones. I like the you, it felt like you were kind of going to go into more of it, but the this whole form versus function with the Crocs thing, like if you had like more examples of that, I think that could be funny. It's like I've, you've started to like be, become like a student to crackheads. It's like, because no one's robbing crackheads. So like what other clothing items do they wear and what does that signify, right? <laughs> so you're saying like your Crocs signify like this is someone you don't rob, but like, I don't know, like a ripped up jacket means someone that's been stabbed more than once or something like that. Like, I don't know. Something along those lines you could like explore a little bit. Uh, I'm not really sure what that condom line meant about the infection. It seemed like you were trying to call back or something like that, but it didn't really, I, I didn't really, it wasn't really clear what you meant by it. I don't know if you meant to do that or if that was just kind of a riff, but if you could clear up what you mean by that, it might be helpful. And, uh, I think you started to do it or something, but it's like you kept said 99 problems and you're like, well, that's a hundred problems. Like that was kind of funny. Like keep, if, if that's a callback, something you could do too, is you just like keep adding problems like, oh fuck 101 or something like that. you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just thoughts. Yeah, on that 100 problem thing, I, I, when you said it was like maybe you stopped saying bitch so much, that would solve some of your problems. And I, I thought you were leading into like actually you really just have the one problem and it's in here or, you know, something like that, like go all, you know, like soft, you know, one problem, you know, and something like that. And I would like to say as the local expert on this subject, you do look homeless. <laughs> you could dig into that a lot. Like, and like, but his I, skin I is what, so nice. His skin support. is too clear. And that your lip smack, that sounds like a, 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 a drug tick. To me, like I've known people, they kind of like they get kind of like ticky. I'll start checking my drinking. Yeah, well, it's I don't know if you want to use that to add to the I look homeless thing. You look like someone. You look like someone on intervention without the cameras. Like your parents are taking care of you. Like that's and you're living in someone's house. Just the the cameras are just one step behind. (laughs) You take a take your a character that way or, or a bit that way and act more homeless in air quotes that's pretty much what i was gonna say too i think the homeless thing's good if you i think every comic should have like just a shitload of those like just a list of what you look like to play into the self-deprecation you told me outside this place once i looked like my parents owned slaves so i can't tell any racist jokes so i'm gonna pay the back the favor uh you look like eminem got cancer You look like an extra in the movie Kids. <laughs> and then I said something based on intervention, but Pam beat me to it. So, ah! yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you, you, you look like American <laughs> train spotting. 
American train spotting. Wow. The real housewives of train spotting. <laughs> sorry. Put your hands together, everybody. Capital Bill Crow. Smoking Kush all day. You can say I'm all right. Your next comedian. She's here to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Chloe Keister. You can say I'm all when I'm gone off the ash. Hello. Monday night and the feeling is okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I got a new job recently. Yay! Yay! It's in a jail. Yay! Yay! People are often worried when I tell them I work in a jail. They're like, "Are you okay? How's that going?" I'm like, "It's fine. I've just met like three murderers. Only three. And also, if you think about it." I know that they're murderers when I meet them, which is better than like not knowing in real life. So work in a jail, then you'll know, you'll know. Um, It's pretty fun, but I do sometimes work with, I would say some scarier people, the deputies. Oh, burn on, burn on them. They keep me safe. (laughs) Burn on the deputies. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's hard to relate to somebody who wakes up every morning and is like, "Mm, I'm going to go imprison people. Like, it's weird. It feels uncomfortable. Uh, They yell a lot. They do yell a lot. Um, It does remind me that the best part of any job is you get to leave at the end of the day. You have the freedom to walk out the door. Isn't that great? We should all really acknowledge that that that's a thing for us. It's excellent. Um, I did find something kind of unsettling at work recently. It was a sheet on what to do when you get a bomb threat call, uh, which first of all, if a health worker, me, gets a bomb threat call, something's gone terribly wrong. (laughs) Like, it's not okay. I don't know how to handle it. Even with a sheet of paper, I won't know what to do. Um, But I guess something already has gone wrong because there's a bomb threat. So just a lot of things all at once. And I was uh, looking at the sheet, and it was kind of interesting. There's like a list of questions that you should ask the person who's calling in with a bomb threat. Like, where is the bomb? When's it going to go off? What kind of bomb is it? Um, But my favorite question was uh, just, why? Why? Like, you're going to take a moment to check in with them. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> like, are you okay? What's going on here? Should we talk? Uh, yeah, weird question. Uh, and also, there's a section uh, to get more information, basically, about the caller. So, like, the sounds you can hear in the background. So, it's like static, other people, traffic, and my favorite, crockery. Because when you're in a high pressure situation, you really need to take the time to Google what a word means. Crockery. I was able to look it up because I wasn't in a high pressure situation with a bomb threat. It means dishware. Turns out better word, just dishware. You should just call it dishware. But I also like that that was included because that means at some point in time, somebody made a bomb threat while doing the dishes. I'm like, oh, I'm like two birds, one stone, getting it all done today. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, Um, cool. I'll just end it there. Thank you guys so much. Chloe Keister, everyone, with the crockery. That was great. I I was laughing so hard I didn't have time to write down notes. Like I love the whole thing about crockery. I was like trying to say like. 
you, you pretty much hit all the bomb threat things that I thought were, I was like gonna write stuff down and I go, oh, nope, she's addressing it. And like it kept happening. So I was like, That's, it was a solid joke. Great stuff. Yes, I too like that joke. Uh, <laughs> but I, there's, there's a, a lot of opportunity there to expand like you're like, why does a health worker, like if a, if a health worker is getting a bomb threat, like something's gone terribly wrong already. So what would a health, why would, what was the, what's the situation that would come up with a health worker would get a bomb threat? Someone's like, oh, this Advil was supposed to be an 800 milligram, not a 400 milligram. This bitch is going down or something like that. Like, I don't know. You probably have a better insight to that. But, um, and I just think a funny line to throw in at that final spot where you're like, talking about the dishes like I really hate letting chores pile up you know something like that like and that's like one of their chores calling it a bomb threat and uh you said like the, the the first bit about the jail and like I like I know they're murderers which is nice compared to real life and maybe something you could expand on is like you started using people in jail to identify like traits that will let you identify people in real life or something like that but it just backfires because you just realize all you were going with was like face tattoos or something like that. Like, oh, these are pretty obvious. Oh, wait, actually, just fun fact, I had a patient recently who had a face tattoo and it was like those ghosts from like Mario or whatever. Like, <laughs> the boo, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Uh, I really liked your set. I love that premise of uh, you just got a new job in a jail. Just, I think you could just expand on that. In general, jail is a workplace. I wrote down, like, what are holiday parties like? Uh -huh. um, how it's the only workplace where if you experience the Me Too moment, people would be like, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's your type of humor, but oh. okay. No, 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 God, no. But uh, in general, just explore that area. I think it'd be really fun. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, so kind of what Marty was saying, I think um, about the uh, at least you know they're murderers, like that kind of premise. Uh, I think you can make the, just, the juxtaposition between like knowing someone's a murderer and regular dudes a little more clear because I think you kind of gloss over it a little, but I think there's more, there's more room for it to be like, hey, at least murderers have the decency to tell you they are murderers, you know what I mean? Like most guys you don't know until it's too late, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you, there's something to play with okay, that. You know? cool. yeah, thank you. Um, also, the same way, like, you're happier to know who a murderer is than not know, I feel like before that whole list, the first thing on that list should be thank you. Because I'd rather know there's going to be a bomb than not know there's going to be a bomb. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling about the bomb threat. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Anything else I can help you with? Yeah. Is this a threat or is this a courtesy bomb? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you guys. Clap your hands wildly. Chloe Keister. Ready to blow. I got that endo to the skull and chocolate squishy. Your next meeting, we're going to be bouncing around. He actually has two other shows that he's booked at tonight, so uh, he, we're not going to give him comments. If you later want to contact him on his Facebook or his MySpace, or that's the wrong thing to say, he's too young for that. Uh, what are those things? The Instagrams. You can tell him later, but we're just going to listen to his four minutes set right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Marty Cunney. MySpace. I'm not that old. Come on. MySpace was fucking. Height? I thought I was being cooler, so I made like a fake MySpace, and then I realized I was just populated with my own stuff. So it was weird. Anyways, guys, uh, I consider myself a kink-positive person. I think that's an important trait to have when living in San Francisco. Uh, but I do take umbrage with the recent development of everyone talking about ass-eating. Uh, feels like it's this cultural phenomenon that has swept the nation, swept the world, really. 
And uh, like I said, I don't have a problem with it, but here's two things, right? One, it just feels like you're being ashamed if you're not talking about it, right? Like everybody needs to be talking about it. Like it's the one kink that everyone has to talk about now. Like it's on the same plane as like blowjobs and just missionary and shit like that. Like it's not for starters. Um, but it's weird. I don't want to be like, yeah, you know, people have been doing this for a long time. You know, this isn't anything new. I'm not trying to sound like a ass eating hipster. You know what I mean? Like, well, people have been doing this for a long time. All right. Like it's been cool for a while. Like I don't want to be too cool for school on analingus. Um, but number two is, you know, with this whole rise in this ass eating stock market, uh, I would expect to see a one-to-one increase in the number of bidets I'm seeing in people's households. And that has not been the case, okay? I just, you walk in, like if somebody talks about that and you go to their house and you don't see a bidet, get out. Because that person has some terrible habits or they just don't get the concept. Like if you invited me over for dinner and you're like, oh, we're going to try something different, uh, we're going to eat off the floor. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you own a mop? And they're like, no, why? You'd get the fuck out, right? <laughs> there's two. There's not two flavors for ass eating. Smooth and country. It's not peanut butter, okay? There's one fucking flavor, you disgusting hepsi motherfuckers. Um, anybody, anybody here uh, all up in arms about the controversy with the baby it's cold outside song? Always. Every year it gets revived. I have a real problem with that song because uh, it's a shitty song. Can we stop listening to every Christmas song that was made in the 50s? Like, Why did we enshrine all these fucking awful doo-wop songs? Like, guys, if we're still talking about blurred lines in 50 years, our fucking kids should be mad at us too, okay? <laughs> Should be, it's the same issue that we're having here. It's like, well, you don't understand. At the time, it was, you know, it's it's. There's caveats, okay. And plus, her tits were out. That whole music video was really great. Um, what else was I doing here? Uh, shit. Great. I um, I turned thirty recently, and I noticed a weird thing is that as you turn thirty, you start to match with a lot of older women on dating apps, which is cool. But I've noticed weird things. A lot of old, these older women are black. Uh, and I don't know what to make of it. It's like the shittiest remake of how Stella got her groove back ever made, you know, instead of her going down to the islands and find some tall, dark, handsome, compassionate Jamaican man. She's going to San Francisco and gets unhinged to find a stocky alcoholic comedian with chronic hemorrhoids. It's like a bit of a downgrade. If you ask me, that's a true, you know, that movie is based on a true story, guys. Um, it's the story of that woman, you know, finding love when she thought love was lost and she brought this guy back to the States and married him. Uh, but if she told the sequel to that story, it would have told the story of how this guy was actually homosexual and was marrying her for citizenship and was sleeping with men the entire time. So I guess I am actually the realistic sequel to how Stella got her groove back. It's more like how Stella got her two-step back, you know, like... This is a realistic, I'm here, okay? I'm not going to go banging any guy. I'm probably not going to go banging any guys, okay? This is this is what you can do now. Um, that's my time, guys. Thanks so much. Marty Cunny, everyone. Yes! Yay! He's busy on a Monday. 
It's great that he's here, still giving comments. Your next comedian, he just walked in the door. He, I mean, it's going to be fun to see what he wants to get comments on because I've never heard him say the same thing twice. No, I've never heard. I, I think he's incredibly funny and I love listening to you talk. I enjoy it. I really like it when you Facebook live sometimes. I just feel like, I feel like you're my younger sister I never had, you know? Like it's so much fun. And is that terrible? Am I a dick? Thanks, Marty. I love you, and I'm so glad you're here. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. They come, they fall, just like Jimmy Cliff. DJs are falling, crooked cops are dropping. Coming with the- I, uh, I am your younger sister. I just thought today would be the good time to come and tell you. Um, I didn't know you were going to tell everybody on Mutiny Radio as well. It's kind of fucked up, Pam. We didn't really discuss that. I didn't want. You're fucking up my set, Pam Benjamin. I took my dog with me to go Christmas tree shopping, um, and for him, it was new toilet shopping. And all the trees he pissed on, obviously, I can't take home. But I just think about like the, the families that did take those trees home, and they have dogs. Like, what the fuck's up with the used toilet? Like, are we that broke? We can't afford a new toilet? The fuck's wrong with you? It's so fucking cold. I, I, I know. I spiritually understand why Chihuahuas shake the way they do. Like it's so cold, you hit a menthol cigarette, you have to deep fucking thaw your lungs. I guess that's the end of that bit. That's what I'm here for, right? I hate people that go to the gym and they fucking lift. My God. Like, do you fucking even work out? I'm like, yeah, I ride bikes. Like, I could fucking fall asleep riding a bike, bro. I think that's called heart failure. I think you should get that checked out by a medical professional, you fucking lunatic. Fuck's wrong with you. Their fucking arms are the size of your fucking head. What the fuck? What what is that? Can you even wear shirts? Or is it just tank tops for you, bro? Is that all it is? Just tank tops all day long? Do you even, can you even fit a sweater? You, you lift. Can you even fit a sweater? That is an oversized coat. Uh, it sucks being attractive because I feel like I'm constantly being objectified. I feel like people just look at me and they're like, I've always wanted to fuck Cartman. Thank God you are here. I had this underlying Eric Cartman fetish. I don't know, it was the beanie. Sometimes I wear boots. I have a manipulated, emotionally unstable relationship with my mother. I'm the perfect Cartman boyfriend. I am. I mean, you have to accept your... They're they're, they're objectifying me for a reason. I understand why I'm the best. I control the corner the Cartman boyfriend corner. It's me. You could be Kenny or Stan, whoever the fuck you want to be, but I'm fucking, I'm Cartman. Step off my corner. Amazing. Let's move on. Thank you. Just in time. Uh, my mom had three strokes, three minor strokes last Tuesday. They're minor. Everything's fine. They're minor strokes. What the fuck is a minor stroke? I don't know. There's three of them. She has a little numbness on her right side. She's a little face thing going on. At least the stroke face will cover the resting bitch face, you know? 
too soon. It's my fucking mother. It's my mother. I'm glad we can all laugh about it because she can't can't really smile or laugh about it anymore. Kind of looks like a fucked up two-face. My mother's beautiful. Well, kind of now. I mean, anyways, I don't know. There's more. So much more I want to do with that bit. But um, thank you. Mark Noyer, everyone. Mark Noyer. Um, I have a few things to start with. First, objectifying Cartman, I think, is a great bit you can go farther into with, like, maybe you've gone once to Comic-Con in San Diego and you've never gotten so much puss or something. There's a bunch of, once a year, the Cartman fangirls all come out. But I feel like you can't do that bit unless you actually have a Cartman voice. Like well, you have I, to I, do I, it. I was, hey, 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 hey I fuck you thinking, guys! Don't make me do the voice, you fucking guys! See, I can't do the. I voice was thinking of like doing a by raise of hands. How many times have I asked, or if I've asked you to suck my balls, like how many? Suck my balls! Because I've done a lot. Do it. Tell me, like, suck my dick, suck my balls. It's just a common thing. In you've got to do the. You've got to do the voice though. Suck my balls. Or it however. Comes out. <laughs> it comes out sometimes. I'm telling you, my voice gets high pitched. I will. I'll work. I'll work into okay. it. I was the last time I did it here. Someone was like, "Do the voice." I'm like, "Put a quarter of my ass, anyways." Right. Well, you got to do the voice. I, okay. I, I'm gonna. I think it'd actually be funny if you're like, you're like, yeah, and I can do a perfect Cartman voice, and then you did like a really bad Cartman impression. <laughs> you're like, "It's my corner," and then like stuck to that really hard. Um, something about the you do the thing where you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm really attractive." You like start with that. I think like it would make sense to do that joke before you do the joke about like hating people lift because then you can say something like oh people always ask if i lift like, <laughs> really fucking jacked. make it more like yeah yeah no, you can kind of tie that because it's like you're obviously kidding at first right. and then uh so you can fuck with that um yeah thank you for telling me that i look like i work out <laughs> you're welcome that's all i have Thanks. sweet thank you <laughs> You, you you guys are like Timon and Pumbaa from the Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. That's not helpful, but... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to take this time to acknowledge the fact that that is not the first time someone has like compared us to something ridiculous or like that we're siblings or that we should do a show together, we should fuck. It's just anyways. It's not the first time I've been called no. Timon. Um, Look at the 209 drug, drug in. Jesus Christ. For the hating people who work out joke, I feel like you gotta address the fact that you clearly don't want to work out and have that. I don't ride bikes either, obviously. I just, and have that be kind of like the root of the joke, because when like you get angry, it seems like you have like deep seated issues against right. people who like work out. Which okay. Isn't funny, it's kind of sad. Okay. So when if you just make it like clear, like the joke is like obviously this dude's not gonna fucking work out. Look at him, like look at him. That, then it's it's funnier. Right. Okay. For sure. Well, uh, you that mini stroke bit. Uh huh. Um, my advice would be if you do want to uh, uh, work work on that bit more, you should bring it up earlier at the joke workshop. Okay. Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't wait to the end. You why don't you, you? Why you don't should. you speak on the joke? Did you not hear the joke? Do you want me? I did, but you said you wanted to work on it more. You know. No. Yeah. I. I just that's I added little bits and pieces to yeah, it. Yeah, I think there's a lot more depth. There's a lot more yeah, depth. Yeah, fuck. There's a lot more depth to it. Okay. That's why. Okay. 
for sure. Thank you, guys. Mark Noyer, everyone! Yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, this is a lot of fun. We have tonight, we're, we, have, we have women here, which is nice. This is unusual. Everybody, put your pants back on. There's women in the room. Uh, no, she's very funny. She's a very funny lady, and I'm glad that she's here. Hey, everybody, keep paying attention. You're doing a great job. Take your notes. Be ready for Natasha Vinnick. Yay! Hello. Have you guys ever been ghosted? Have you ever been ghosted? Yeah? Sure. Is that a yes, or is that like, sure? Yeah, cool. Thank you for your honesty. Some audiences are not honest. They're like, not us. Fuck that. <laughs> I've been ghosted. I feel like you always get ghosted by the people you least expect to be ghosted by. Like, it's always such a fucking surprise, the dudes who decide to ghost you. So I was seeing this guy for a while, okay? I met his parents. Meeting the parents is dodgy, you know? Because moms are scary as shit. Because moms are like, he was inside me first. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> Cheryl. Calm down. Dad's easy. Dads are just like, hey, you're fucking my son. High five. You're like, yep, Steve. Love it. Okay, this guy and I, we went on several trips to Hawaii together, all right? Yeah. And then I never heard from my father again. Howard. He said he had business in Miami, but I'm watching his Instagram stories. Doesn't look like he's doing business. I imagine 18 years ago, I imagine what happened when he left. 18 years ago, there must have been a huge Father's Day sale. And they were like, everything must go! And he was like, okay. <laughs> Just walked out of my life. Howard. I have an app, actually. Uh, I just downloaded an app that tells you when you've been ghosted. Uh, but I checked it right before coming here, and it's uninstalled itself. <laughs> and it's still watching my Instagram stories? Like, what, what is that? I have girlfriends who've been ghosted and they're like, I don't get why he's still watching my Instagram stories. I think it's pretty obvious. He loves you. That's why my dad doesn't watch mine. I actually think that when guys are doing that thing, when they're watching your Instagram stories after ghosting you, they're doing ghosting proper, you know? Because you still get the haunts. Hey. Uh, ghosting is spooky. Ghosting is so spooky. It's so spooky that uh, it is spooky. Though. <laughs> What's spookier than a guy named Chad? A bed, a bread baking software engineer named Chad. Telling you his thoughts on Kanye West after coming on your back and then never seeing him again. What's spookier than that? <laughs> Spooky as fuck. Chad. Dad. Sad. <sighs> Howard. Um, he told me a lot of lies growing up. One of the worst ones was, I'll be back. <laughs> He's like the Terminator. <laughs> but for marriages, 
Howard. Another weird lie he told me was that Hebrew is a dead language. You guys, I went to Israel two years ago. <laughs> Don't know what language they were speaking still. <laughs> Can't have been Hebrew. Okay, a lot of people say like, oh, Natasha, you got dad issues, you got daddy issues. I disagree. How could you have daddy issues when you have no dad? <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys, it's been great. Yay, and then yay. Woo! Many different yells from places in the world. Um, I very much enjoyed your ghosting rant, the proper haunts. I just wanted a quote after that. Like you did the ghosting, you said proper haunts, and then I wanted like a quote, like a something off of that they would quote, like um something about their voice. I wanted like something, I wanted like an out loud, like an act out, just a line after that, like how they haunt you. Like Chad likes this picture from four years ago or something like, I don't know what the haunting means, but put that into like Instagram. Like he hearted the picture where you're, you're sweating or something, whatever. Um, and then same thing with the spooky quote. I felt like he said something spooky, like, I would do like a dread is watching you something like a little acty outy mm. like that and that whole baking bread thing I would do that with like that spooky voice or a Chad voice because it's a great Chad's baking bread and t- t- crying talking about Kanye with the cum on your back like all of that is great explanation but I feel like if you put a character behind it either he's talking to you in first person about it like I just came all over your back and all I can think about is Kanye or do you know like if to have like a something attached to it because the words and the concepts are awesome but to connect it I think it has to have like a personal punch but it's great I was even I felt like you said a poem you wrote a poem called Howard it was gorgeous in the middle I mean you should listen to this and just take that one section out and then call it Howard and apply it to the (laughs) it was really good poem I was very engaged by your set tonight Thank you. Other other people. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fawn all over her like a fangirl. I too was very engaged by your set tonight. Uh, yeah, very good. Like it. Uh, I think sort of two things. Uh, one, um, and I don't know, this could be more intentional, but I think it'd be kind of nice because you kind of, the, the dad thing is kind of like the theme over the course of the entire set. But then sometimes... At least for me, I got my wires a little bit crossed when you were like talking about other stuff in the middle. Like you went to the Chad thing and then you went back to Howard and I like forgot that your dad's name was Howard for a second. And then I was like, ah, oh, that's what. So, and this could be a bad suggestion, but maybe kind of like just separate those. We're talking about like ghosting in general and then go on the dad metaphor. Cause I think that's a good punch at that point where you've already, already kind of like talked about it and then you'd be like, yeah, you know, I got, and then I don't know. Um, and then the other thing, I think the, the like bread baking guy who like came on your back and talked about Kanye. That's a fun, that's a fun detail thing. Um, and again, this might not be good cause this might be intentional, but like for me, I would have, be- I would have very much believed that if the guy's wasn't name, if the guy's name wasn't Chad, More reasonable name, like if, yeah, cause that's like the name you use if it's like a douchebag who did something shitty. And so like, but like the details make it very believable otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so I think if it was like some guy named Luca who breaks bread, I don't know, but like, yeah, Brock something. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Brock. but yeah, good set. I, I liked you. it. Yeah, to add on uh, Peter's thing, when you did the whole list, like after uh, you said that Chad came on your back, you said Howard, I thought you were listing other men 
that came on your back as well and that kind of <laughs> took me out of that i was like wait what your dad did that yeah so that's okay, just okay. that's just what i got from that so. they watch way too much incest porn <laughs> tiny little add-on to what Pam said like I think definitely a character would help to put behind the Kanye comebacking bake bread baking thing mm-hmm. uh, a suggestion might be like yeah can you believe like Kanye and I made you some sourdough <laughs> or something like that uh, just that little breakdown of the Chad Brad thing that assonance works really well and so if you want to like continue to heighten the bit sprinkling those just through all that like through all out that bit will be like a great heightener like a great way to build tension as well what's that fancy word you use uh, assonance what is that so assonance is like when you use uh, like repeat syllables ah cool so, so yeah brat rat you know it's the rhyming of the vowel sounds in between words so I was the, in, uh, I was I was gonna suggest a tag, kind of basically like like Chad is now the ghost of my dad, something like that. Mm. Put your hands together, everybody. Natasha Vinix. Grind baby, don't settle for less. Bring it for the block, baby. All right, your next comedian. What a tall drink of water he is. Put your hands together for the. I love it when he speaks Chinese because it just throws me off completely. Pete Palmer! Not going to speak Chinese, sorry. Bye, guys. Have fun in wherever the Jungle Book takes place. That was fun. That was better than my set's going to be. Um, cool. Uh, guys, I used to go to church when I was a child. If you couldn't tell by this choir boy face that I'm rocking at all times. Um, it was fun. I like church. Uh, I'm from Seattle, so we had kind of a special church. Uh, we had a very liberal, progressive type of deal. Uh, like, we had two gay ministers, which is, you know, not something you see every day. And they were super great, you know, really nice guys, gave great sermons, uh, turned all of us gay. You know, conservatives were right, and I love Dick now, so it's fun. Uh, thanks, church. Uh, what I thought of my favorite parts about church growing up, though, was youth group. Anybody here go to youth group as a kid? Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's it's basically for those who don't know youth group is kind of like so after church ends you have to go to a basement and sit on the carpet and eat grapes and then have more church but the lesson is always how jesus christ can help you get through puberty um did that and uh it's always and they always try to make it fun you know they always try to make it cool for the teens and one day our youth group leader came in and was like all right guys so i have a prayer i want to teach everyone today but it's a little dry a little boring so we're gonna spice it up a bit and make it a wrap that's the correct response um yeah it was just weird like it blows my mind even to this day like how dumb adults can be and how like dumb adults think kids are because like what was the expected reaction to that right it's not like you know we're gonna be like oh wow miss margaret's raps are so hot there must be a god you know Instead, like, me, afterwards, me and my older brother, like, walked out, two suburban white kids, just like, that's not even real rap, man. We would know. Um, Now, youth group is fun. I met some uh, fun, fun guys. Uh, It was a very sexually active group. It was the most sexually active group of my peers I'd ever encountered, which was weird. Um, Because, you know, like, I I wasn't particularly, me and my friends weren't, I spent most of my adolescence just, like, microwaving frozen taquitos and playing Guitar Hero with my younger brother. Wasn't doing a whole lot. Uh, and then I met, like, this one day of youth group. There's this guy named Steven in, the, in the, the group. And he was talking about how he carries condoms in his wallet. 
And that was the first time I'd encountered that. And that fucking blew my mind, right? Because that means that this guy every day wakes up and he's like, all right, in case I need to contact anybody, I have my phone. If in case I need to pay for anything, I have my wallet. And in case I got a fuck, I got this condom. It was a very foreign concept to me. I wasn't, I wasn't a very sexually active teenager. You could probably tell that by the fact I said sexually active teenager. Um, and that was tough because b- b- boys talk about sex a lot uh, when they are younger. And it's a question you get a lot. It's like, oh, have you, have you had sex? You know, what, what base have you gone to? Like, have you had sex? And uh, so it was a tough question for me to answer, but I figured out a way to do it. Like, here, somebody asked me if I've had sex before. I'm going to answer as if I was a teenager. Have you had sex before? <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's like tons of girls that just don't go to our school. <laughs> I would say to like a bunch of girls, like as if I would walk out of class, go home, and just be like, Daddy's home to an orgy or something. It's not how it worked, but um, worked pretty well, though I worked pretty well, because uh, also all my friends didn't have sex either. So I would be like, I oh, yeah, didn't have sex with tons of girls. They're like, oh, they sound really hot. Hope they're not the tons of girls that I'm having sex with also. I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of different schools out there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had another fucking part of this. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? God damn it. Uh, I already had the hon- Okay. I was talk- okay, here, we're going to workshop on stage. So I was saying the thing, and then... Uh, you the second part about the sex, and then they also do not have sex. <laughs> Jesus. This is a good use of stage time, right? Um, fuck. Okay. Well, if anybody remembers what I was going to say after that, please feel free to give me that as a comment. Thank you. People are everyone. Yay. That was great. I have nothing but positive things to say. You said so many funny things. A bunch of different... There was one thing I tried to write down because it was such a funny quote. There's a bunch of different schools out there. That whole thing, that was so funny. There's a bunch of different schools out there. I I enjoyed your set a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you. Other people. Yeah, I I was just thinking that when you said that like her raps are so tight, I was thinking her rhymes are so tight would be a... Yeah, no, that's what I meant to say. I yeah. said raps, and I was like, that's not For a For some reason, that stuck in my craw the whole time. Like, he should have said rhymes there. Why didn't he say rhymes? It was in my craw as well. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. That's a bad thing. It's the wrong thing to say. Yeah. It was in my craw as well. I was yeah. going to say the exact same thing. Craw. <laughs> so, you, great job. <laughs> no, I think you, you said something about um, G, uh, the lesson. What was it? You te- get lessons from about puberty. Yeah, yeah. Jesus teaching you about puberty. I yeah. think you could explore that just a little more. With like one or two solid examples. But like real quick oh yeah you're right just like real i like and just I sort of like yeah like no I, I know exactly what you're talking Jesus about as a solution like i think there's like a something about premise. like parting the sea parting something else yeah i know something i know like what you that. mean yeah, yeah that's good because yeah. that line hasn't like it's not like quite punchy enough but if i have like one example then that's good yeah, yeah. thanks cool thanks guys oh i was gonna say and the thing i was gonna say I, and this wouldn't even been that good of an addition but like uh, at some point, I was going to say, like, oh, I waited to have sex till I was 18, like, waited for it to be legal or something. I don't know. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Pete Palmer, everyone. Yay. Our next, thank you. You're our next comedian. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's been, uh, he came to us from far away, and now he's part of the group. You're after him. 
Uh, put your hands together for Dan Aguinaga. So all those concerned, these are tree bonics. Terms you need Thank you, Pam. Time to workshop some stuff here, guys. So sorry. Just imagine I'm an amazing performer. Uh, so Christmas is coming up next week, right? Which means that my birthday's coming up next week. That's right. I'm Jesus Christ. No, I'm not Jesus. Uh, you know, my mom's definitely not a virgin. But, um, okay, that's a good first one. Uh, no, but uh, a lot of people like to, like to say, they like to ask me if, uh, they ask me the same question when I tell them, my birthday's the day after Christmas. And they're like, oh man, like your parents must have just like screwed you over and got you one set of gifts. And I always thought that was a weird assumption. Like what kind of shitty parents would like just use a technicality to trick their kids into something? That's the job of a sibling, not a parent. My brother had fun with that, man. Like uh, one year, he got me a CD player from, uh, for Christmas and then the batteries for my birthday. Another year, he got me a pair of Nikes but gave me the, one, the left shoe for, my, uh, for Christmas and the right shoe for my birthday. And then last year, he's got a, quite, um, quite uh, an act to follow. Last year, he got me a squatty potty. And then on my birthday, he got me a skirt. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see here. What else do I want to tell you? Um, whenever, I think they should make uh, birthday cards for shitty birthdays, like a Christmas birthday card. Like Hallmark hasn't done that. And I think there's, there's some money to be made there. Like for example, like for a Christmas birthday, uh, on the cover, you can just have Jesus shrugging. And then on the inside, it just says, don't hate the player, hate the date. Or, uh, let's see, what's another shitty birthday? The only shittier birthday than a Christmas birthday would be uh, a 9-11 birthday. That's easily the worst birthday you can have. It's the 9-11 of birthdays. And um, I had an idea for one here. It, it, tell me what you think. It's, uh, on the cover, it's uh, an image of the Pentagon. And then you open it, it just says, it's okay. People forget about me today, too. I think that's a truth, that 9-11's uh, slogan is never forget, and yet we, every year we always forget about that the Pentagon was attacked also. Poor, poor Pentagon. Just, you know, the Ringo star of terrorist attacks. No one, for, no one remembers it. It's also the only terrorist attack uh, from 9-11 that didn't get a movie deal. That field got one before, uh, before met the Pentagon did. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what else? Um, so I'm uh, turning 33 next week, and uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't believe me when I say that. They think I look a lot younger. Uh, and if you want to know the secret to that, it's, uh, it's really quite simple. Just uh, hit puberty really late. That's, that's the key to looking as young as I do. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. People call me a late bloomer. And I kind of always resented that title because it's not that like I'm the late bloomer, more as my body is the late bloomer. It's not really my fault. If it was up to me, I would have like gone through puberty like everyone else at like the normal time. It's not like, right? It's not like I woke up every morning before high school. I was like, <sighs> not today, pubes. Not today. We'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I, I had puberty so late that I'm still kind of grateful for my pubes. Uh, that's, an, that's a weird thing for a 32-year-old to say. I, I'm aware of that. Um, yeah, like uh, you just have to understand when you grow up a young pubeless boy on the streets of Manhattan, uh, the city just has a knack of telling you what you don't have. Like for example, uh, like most public urinals in men's rooms, well, there's no urinals in women's rooms, but most public urinals, you ever notice there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes just like sprinkled on them? 
which is really gross, but when you're a young pubeless boy like myself, you just look at that and think to yourself, Jesus Christ, people are giving these away? <laughs> Broke my heart. All right, we'll end it on that one. Thanks, guys. Dan Aguinaga! I know how to pronounce his name. We gotta Aguinaga, go, Aguinaga. We, we gotta go quick on him because I pushed him into the list. Go quick. Oh. Okay, so uh, I thought that birthday story was going to end in some, like, vengeance thing. Like, when's your brother's birthday? June 2nd. So you gave him one shoe on, on Christmas and the other one on June 2nd, you know? Like. That's fine. Um, when you were talking about, I really like that uh, Pentagon thing. Yeah. I, I would love for you to expand on that, because what you're pretty much saying is a, a blank patch of land is more interesting than, like, the heart of the central of the U.S. government. Yeah. Freaking out on that, so more expansion on that. And then uh, you changed your age during the set. Are you 33 or 32? I'm turning 33 next week. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's why it was. Okay. Yeah. Nitpicking. Hashtag nitpicking. <laughs> um, so when you said the squatty potty skirt thing, maybe I'm a little slow, but it's good to have a slow person in the audience if you want to play to your lowest common number. But I wanted the kind of like, and so what? And like, I wanted like another thing there, and I don't have it for you, but like, yeah, minor, like that's where I wanted another pun. The skirt thing was a late change. Originally, it was uh, he got me a squat potty, and then on my birthday, he used it to take a shit. But yeah, that's I don't even know if that's better or not, but yeah, a couple more laughs than last one. Yeah, those shoes. Do you have you have, you have cute Jordans on? You could always mention those. You've got like <laughs> cute old school Jordans on. Thank you. Quick with the John, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I think the first joke I think is solid. I think you just need to give it a little bit more space to breathe and like slow down with the delivery. So like you said, the punchline a little harder. And I think it might have something a little bit more because you know it's the mute. mom. My mom's not a virgin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a funny punchline. I think it's just like you know mutiny, and then I think you sped through it a little bit. So yeah, can, like, for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Dan Aguinaga. Yay! All right, your next comedian. A lot of women tonight. This is so nice. Last week there were no women, and tonight there are women. It's so nice. Uh, I'm still grappling with her name, but I'm going to try my best. She's a part of the Beauty Radio Comedy Festival 2019. I better learn how to pronounce her fucking name. It's Gula Feynman. Hi, I'm Gula Feynman. Um, you did pretty good, Pam. Pamela, Pamela. <laughs> Yo, we live in a time where if you see like a red hat right next to you on a chair, you like slowly turn it around and then it says five guys and you're like, doing what? <laughs> right? Damn. I rushed here from work. I still have someone else's breast milk on my shirt. That's the kind of line of work I'm in. Um, but I wanted to workshop my holiday jokes for a set, which is weird because I'm very much a, a Hebrew dead language. My Hebrew is a dead language name for sure. No one names their kids Gula. But it's weird like trying to be in the month of December when you were raised like homeschool Jewish, being taught that like Jesus's birth is the reason for the persecution of your ancestors. And it's like not a celebratory time at all. Um, when I was like seven years old, I got a real thrill out of telling my neighbors who were Christian and basically American, whatever, just not growing up like me, that Santa was not real. Um, that's where anti-Semitism comes from. <laughs> I was not allowed to play with those kids anymore. Cause, and I knew exactly what I was doing. I did. 
I thought I was superior because I knew Santa wasn't real. And my parents never bought me anything, not on my birthday, not on Christmas. We just shared everything. Anyway, jokes that I wrote. <laughs> um, yeah, like trying to do Christmas as the kind of Jew that I am is kind of like how I feel about tropical trees having Christmas lights on them. Like it's just something's not right. Like you're doing like the fake snow, you know? Like it, it's almost, it's almost it. It's trying. Mm, okay. Um, but I do try to like Christmas now. Uh, last year was my first like real attempt. I went to Frankenmuth, Michigan, with three very wholesome white couples that all work for Ford and wear matching flannels for ninety-four dollars. And we went to this little Christmas tree farm. Uh, uh, it was a culture shock. I don't know if you know this, but white people can cause culture shock to other people. And uh, we were driving through the Christmas tree farm, and uh, I said out loud with all these families, I said, anyone ever notice that the uh, Christmas trees look like they're giving you the middle finger, like the tops of the Christmas trees? Okay. <laughs> and uh, everyone got quiet and pulled their kids away, and I just like looked out at this field and was like, I could hear the wind howling. It was just my ancestors being like, you'll never experience Christmas joy. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how to make punchlines out of that, people. You still have two minutes. Oh, it's okay. I don't have anything. Oh, you don't have anything more? Yeah. You don't want to do anything more? I mean... You don't want to talk more about... Why don't, why don't you talk more about fake snow trying to be real snow? Yeah. Um... It's bad for the environment. I don't want to, then I just get all angry when I freestyle, you know? <laughs> no, but you should, you should, you should take a minute here and talk about why. Cause you, you, right. you said fake snow is trying to be real snow. And then why does that bother you so much? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like a snowflake. I see myself as that. Um, yeah. I have jokes in another set that's like the sort of like the Republican, like red pill calling people snowflakes thing was like a gift. Cause I'm like, yes, that's what I am. That's how I feel inside. So then the fake snow is kind of like, what? Like this is, it's kind of like crosses wires with that a little bit. Um, with like the snowflakes being fake is kind of like, it's just like a poser Christmas. And I'm, uh, I'm poser Christmasing so hard. Whenever I do, like, I tried to do an ugly sweater party and it was, like, so homeschooled. I just, like, burnt a sweater that I already had. And everyone had, like, a Santa sweater on deck that I, I didn't know. That, I don't even know where you buy one of those. <laughs> okay. 60 seconds? Oh, okay, almost. Yay! Hi, Charity. Gula! Feynman! Finman! Yay! Now I know how to pronounce your name. It's G-E, like, with an accent. Yep. U Ula. I mean, I get. I can. I can do that. Ula. I got it. Got I figured it. it out now. Uh, hey, good job on the riffing. And then at the end of that, you could have just the punchline would have been because I'm a Jew. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just don't get it. Because I'm, and that happens with the Christmas. It, the whole Christmas ran is great. I enjoy it very much. Um, and I thought it after shared everything. I thought there's a there's a punchline there that you could either just whisper communism or socialism. You're like because we shared everything, and then like yeah. whisper socialism or whatever. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're like, <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's I mean, 
I, as an adult, choose to be a socialist, but I, as a child, was was a capitalist fuckbag. I was like, I my presence should be exactly as much as you spend on my brother. How much did you spend on him this year? Show me a receipt. I need to be exact. Did we get different presents? I want to see the amount was exactly the same. You value us equally. But like... I also feel very comfortable with my Jewish roots. Uh, no, that was a terrible thing to say. Uh, there's, hey, I enjoyed your stuff. I like listening to you talk. Yay. I don't know what other people have to say. Okay. Matthew Cork is there. Okay. So, okay. Does anyone want to say anything? What's, what happened? Is everybody okay? Did you, do you could talk, talk, talk. No, she mentioned my name and I looked up. Did I, I didn't mention it. You do have a Santa outfit on. You do have an ugly Christmas sweater on. And she might've been at the same party as you earlier. I don't know. Is anyone, everyone just, you just want to clap wildly? There you go. That's how it works. Uh, your next comedian, you can clap wildly for him too. He's a funny man, and I've enjoyed his sets as of late. Well, I always have enjoyed his sets. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman. That's all good, leaning with the Chevy. Chef had the shit banging on some threes. Cause a brother like me don't fuck with none. The recently funny Cole Chapman. Yay! <laughs> Teehee, we're all having fun. Um, where do I start? There's an old joke. I guess I could open one. Okay, let's just do this. Why narrate the whole thing? Um, so I recently got some life advice from my father. It was very good until it wasn't. Uh, he said, Cole, uh, I know that you're recently single, and I want to tell you that the secret to women is it's not about what they know about you. It's what they think about you. And I was like, that's very profound. And then he continued with, women think you're gay. And I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so close, Dad. So close to a bonding moment. Uh, but I was like, uh, why, do you, why do you say that? And he goes, I seen the way you sit. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And he was like, you sit knee over knee. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, the minute I say that, guys are usually like, what the fuck? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> He goes, the guy, he goes, the manly, what, it's not a dude, man. <laughs> he goes, the way, uh, he goes, the way, the way men are supposed to sit is ankle over knee like this. And I was like, I had no idea that like my lower leg was like a sliding scale of sexuality this whole time. <laughs> like I was like giving signals to people across the bar, just like, by the way, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> like I had no idea I was like transmitting this signal out there, but it does explain a lot of encounters uh, <laughs> beyond that. Um, I don't know. I am a, I am not gay. I'm a straight man. I'm trying to find uh, trying to find love out in these streets. It's pretty weird. Uh, Cause I don't know. I've recently found out that my type of woman is, um, like a bizarro ver I, like I feel like a bizarro version of like what a 1950s guy would like you know I'm like she better cook but not as good as me you know like uh <laughs> she better have a job and it better make more money than me uh like that kind of shit you know what I mean <laughs> like I can't support my own family <laughs> she better be winning the bread in this one uh yeah I don't know it's weird but uh I like uh <laughs> the other one is like Oh God, I hope she talks and has opinions. Uh, Cause you know, that's what, that's, you know, you need that in a relationship. I don't know. Sometimes it can get a pretty interesting though. Uh, like you ever been uh, roasted by someone uh, you're being intimate with like so hard that it like changes your life. <laughs> you, ever, you ever have this, you ever have this happening? <laughs> so I was like with this, uh, I was with this woman not too long ago. 
Uh, and we're getting hot and heavy, you know, things are getting intimate, right? And I take my shirt off and she looks at my body and she's like, oh man, your body reminds me of home. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, please explain yourself on a scale of one to incest now. <laughs> like, this is really alarming. She's like, no, it's nothing weird. It's just, you're so white and flat. You're like Kansas in the wintertime. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. <laughs> Very nice. Very. I started doing push-ups immediately. Like I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> it's very rude. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. She's not wrong. She was like, "You're like a Bob Ross painting." Before I get started, it's just, <laughs> just a square of liquid white. I was like, "I'll show you liquid white," and we made love. Uh, okay. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. It's my mom you're talking about. What? <laughs> Could you imagine? Let's not. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't really have that much time left, but I will talk about my parents real quick. Is that um, uh, they're like very old now, and uh, they're on this. They got this financial plan that they're working with now, which is uh, no money left behind, and I'm all for it. You know, like not that it benefits me at all. I just like that they're living their best life right now. You know, but it's like coming at weird like consequences, right? So like. I just found out that we're not having Christmas this year because my parents are getting on a cruise and going to Antarctica. <laughs> yes, true, true story. And I, I didn't know this. Uh, the, the, what they told me a couple months ago, I was like, hell yeah, can I come? They're like, yeah, come on down. I was like, sick, when are we going? She's like, well, first you got to buy your ticket. Uh, and that's like a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> and then uh, after that, just come along. I was like, I can't afford that. She's like, well, guess I'm not coming then. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I like literally this is how and i know i'm running the light a little bit but this is how bad it got is our christmas card this year is we're, my brother and i literally aren't even on it it's just my parents doing sick ass adventures the cover is just them holding birds like falcons that they went they went to ireland and got falcons to land on their arms and they're like yeah and then the whole it's a paragraph about all their awesome adventures and at the bottom it's like and the kids are okay too i guess anyway, whatever uh, anyways that's it so thanks guys Goal Chapman! I have the punchline for you. Hashtag all children left behind. Or my children left behind. Our children left behind. Something about your children left behind. Because that's exactly what happened when your parents left you behind on their fucking adventure! Mine did the same thing. My parents, they were like, just so you know, Pam, there's nothing left for you. They're like, we're, we have something called a reverse mortgage on our home. They're like, when we die, there's, there's enough that you won't have to worry about where we get buried. You're, right. There's nothing for you. I was like, yeah, got it. All right. You're not, okay. <laughs> Trying to take care of myself. Fine. I enjoyed your jokes very much. And um, hashtag all children left behind. Uh, yes. With your uh, sliding scale of the uh, sexuality need thing, you set it up for a sliding scale and you went straight to this. I would really like to see a, you know, an actual sliding scale. Like oh, maybe, yeah, sure, maybe, yeah. maybe let's do or something like that. I don't know mm -hmm, how you word it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like captain of the football team. Yeah. To captain of the football team again. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're gay, secretly. Okay, um. <laughs> Good one. Uh, I was just kind of thinking, like, they're going to Antarctica without you, and you'd be like, well, I can't go. So, like, I'm just thinking of, like, well, tell, you, well, mom, you tell Shackleton that I hope you guys have a good time down there. Like, you know, it's like, funny because you want to be going to go pour whiskey on Shackleton's grave. Yeah, but you know, you want to, you know, what Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> you don't want to be bitter about it, but you can't help yourself that like, they're ditching you. You know. It's like, all for a good cause, too. That's the craziest. I'm not mad. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Fucking, don't tell me about it. Though. That's rude. Have adventures, mom and dad. Uh, I don't know. If you do juxtapose these ideas where, like, um, your dad calling you gay and, like, being, like, you paint this image of, like, this, like, kind of harsh, 
little bit dad strong mm-hmm. figure and then your mom is sort of like you know kind of also doing that to you but in a different maternal way but like linking it in some way to like I'm not gay. Let me come to Christmas or like just <laughs> right. if I don't know if they normally come like together. the reason they're going to Antarctica is to right. escape my apparent gayness. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Antarctica, not, but you can't just, escape it. <laughs> not just your gayness, but your independence. Like, no, I don't need my own. But, oh, uh, could you buy my ticket, though, to the yeah. vacate? Like you still like you're you know, they're breaking all the ties. Like, do I have to be a grown up here? What's going on? <laughs> Sweet. Great stuff. Hey, Cole Chapman. Hey, Cole Chapman. You're next to me, and he's been waiting patiently. He pre-signed. Put your hands together. It's Jonah Pauley. He's not here. He burned his mangina, and your next comedian, he was. He's been here, and he's a lovely human being. And uh, we're gonna, I love his Christmas sweater right now, it's you. He looks like a gnome. He looks like a gnome that's been doing crack and, and speed balls for too long. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Uh, yeah, um, so what was I gonna say? So yeah, I did, I, I went to an ugly sweater contest too and uh, I, I got a lot of claps but I didn't quite win. Um, I should have uh, reminded everyone that this is a Cosby sweater. Yeah, it's in case it didn't get enough, enough oomph out there for my, anyway, I thought this was a strong contender. Uh, but this, this contest was uh, at Punchline. You know, they brought us on stage with ugly sweaters and had people clap at it. So um, I'm going to update my resume. Uh, I've been on at Punchline. Is that too, in- is that too inside baseball? Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, I've got another. You guys are familiar with my set about how disappointed I am in millennials and everything, right? Uh, so I want to add on to that by saying uh, there's really one giveaway word that you guys all use that just shows that you're just not ready to be grown-ups and we can't trust you with society and everything. You say adulting. No? Okay. Just the word itself. I mean, do you think my dad, when he was talking to his brothers, you know, who grew up like... World War Two rationing and everything that do you think they said adulting to each other? Do you think they would say I'm gonna go taxes adulting right guys? Do you think nobody? <laughs> the workshop. <laughs> yes, so uh, I also have my bit about uh, how I live in a van, right? And uh, so I have a lot to say about, you know, the skills you need to build up in life out there living in your van, like how to dump your piss bucket and blame it on more homeless people than yourself. That's how you get along on the streets. Anyway, I hear a lot of people talking about like, oh, solve homelessness, right? Like, how is the homeless, right? But that's like, that's a tough sell here in San Francisco. So like feed the homeless, you know, but that's doable. Actually, people are doing a lot of that. But I think if you really want to help the homeless, you you let the homeless use the toilet. Yeah. I think that would be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Too real? Yeah. Because we're feeding him. We're just not taking care of the... Yeah. You, do I have to spell it out for everybody here? 
I mean, outdoor plumbing. We live in this land of geniuses rerouting society and fucking hacking their way through every system out there. How about some outdoor plumbing to save something in real time, in real space? Anyway, those are my thoughts. All right, that's all I had to sort of think about with you guys. Yeah, that's it. Any comments? Pluses, minuses? Indoor plumbing for all. Yay, Outdoor Matthew plumbing. Quirk. Outdoor plumbing. Outdoor plumbing for people to indoor poopy. Yeah, go ahead, Charity. She's got <gasps> things to say. Where to go? Uh, I think it's just funnier maybe to contrast more clearly between greatest generation and millennial generation. Like your grandpa was... You know, dig, digging in the trenches, just trying to live another day, and millennials are just adulting. Yeah, that wasn't it, but something yeah. along those lines. I get what you mean. Yeah, I think two things. Like, what's funny about adulting is like you're taking something that's not an action and saying like I'm doing something, and just like breaking it down. You have to like not just say the word, but like explain why it's funny. So that's one option I have is just like, and then you could use other examples of like putting ING to things to make yourself feel productive. You can come up with those. Um, is a way to tackle adulting uh, and why it's funny, because it is funny. Um, and then when you talk about like the concept of like, and I've heard people do this, but you can do it in different ways, which is like, we live in a place where people are like solving all these ridiculous problems, but like people being able to use a basic, like a basic human right is not being met for a lot of people in San Francisco. So like when you say like hackers and whatever, just make those two things you say like very specific and silly, because those are places where people could laugh. Like what are people inventing in San Francisco? I don't know. Yeah. And adding ing to a word is called gerundizing. If you want to be a dick and throw out, you want to. I do want to be a dick. Yeah. It's gerundizing. Gerundizing. It's when you take a oh, word a and you, if a you gerund, add, yeah, you add an ing. So yeah. adulting oh, yeah. is a gerund. You gerundize well, the yeah, word. I also I try to weigh it against like so. Okay, now you're adulting while you're waiting in line at the bank. So then when you get offline at the bank. You're 35. What the fuck are you? What are you doing? Like you're not adulting. Like you're not an adult, because you know. Well, I don't think an that adult any, would. Anyway, an adult would be able to shop rate. for their own groceries. An adult wouldn't have to have all their groceries delivered to their house by a person. Like an adult goes out to the store and can walk through the aisles and interact with people and get their stuff. They yeah. don't have to have it delivered to their house because they can only interact in a certain way with people. I just can't even. Maybe this should be your bit. No, I'm just saying, like, there's a way to exist in the world, and yeah. there's a way that we've made it so you don't have to exist in the world. Like, you can... Yeah, you that's can, sort of the point I was doing, like, so, you know, yeah. Like, is adulting making eye contact with people, or is it having all of your gifts on time by Amazon to all the places yeah, they need to go? <laughs> like, yeah. or is it, you know, what is the... What's real? What's not? Anyway, I, I don't know anymore. Uh, I, your sweater isn't that ugly, by the way. Uh, everybody clap for Matthew Quirk. So uh, we're coming down to a point where we can have two more people have comments, but then everybody else just gets regular stuff. So the people who were on the list, who um, we've got uh, Dvora, we've got Hunter and Charity. Uh, so between the three of you, I think you have to Rosham. To, or who's willing to 
say that you don't are you cool hunter will give up his comments okay cool your next comedian she just walked well let's switch the order just because you just walked in the door for us so i'm gonna let charity go up next because she's been here for a while and she i don't know just came back from alaska or some shit i've been trying to watch you on the instagrams i can't do it instagram is so awful there's too many social platforms that i can't do it i'm trying to manage everybody But she does stuff, and she has a cute outfit on, and I like pictures of her in high school, too. Um, no, she's a really funny lady. Clap your hands wildly for Charity Pomeroy. Ooh, I like it. Pocket full of sunshine. Uh, yeah, so I'm a middle kid. I'm in the middle of eight kids, so it was nothing but yes. Lots of Jesus. Middle of eight kids in Utah in a Mormon family. So lots of Jesus. Uh, But eight kids, and I'm in the middle. Of course, nobody knew I existed in my family. And so as a kid, I was trying to do everything just just to get any attention. I, I tried everything to get my mom to look at me, and she just wouldn't. I mean, also, she was blind. Uh, <laughs> and actually, growing up in Utah, people were always telling me, fucking hated this I am so inspired by your mom and the only reason they were inspired by my mom is because she was blind and she had kids like what does that take somebody fucked her that's that's what that took so is that really impressive really if uh, they wanted to be impressed by my mom they should have seen how she could beat the shit out of us. Now that was impressive. It's, it's, true. it's true. What was not impressive was how we were too stupid to hide <laughs> from our blind mom. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we were the only black kids in Utah. I'm, I'm sorry, not black. Um, black and blue, that's what I meant. We were the only black and blue kids at our school and and going to school, like the teachers would not believe us if we said anything. And this true story, uh, one of my brothers, got to, I won't say which one, actually uh, people would ask him, you know, what what happened? Why do you have a black eye? And and he'd be like, you know, my mom hit me. Did you run into a door? What happened? <laughs> no one believed it. That's, that's not the punchline. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So that made it especially annoying when people are like, I am so inspired by your mom. What is it that just makes us inspired by people who exist? (laughs) Oh my God, your mom is so different than me. I am so inspired by that fact. Um, I was also sort of raised by uh, my aunt Kathy and um, I've sort of been slipping into my Utah accent here, Um, but she had a killer Utah accent. She was this really gorgeous lady. Uh, I mean, even today, she's just somebody who's never aged, just always looks stunning, always has. Um, But her outside was completely ruined every time she spoke because she didn't, she looked very classy and poised. And then when she spoke, she sounded like some... Spencer, spinster school marm from the prairie. <laughs> She'd say things like, oh my stars and garters, you've strewn your clothes from hell to breakfast. <laughs> that was not her voice. <laughs> I need to work on that. Um, but my favorite thing she would say is, charity of all my nieces, you're my least favorite. Now, 
<laughs> I'm leaving it at that. Charity Balmeroy! Yay! That, I, I like that at the end because, like, you know, they say, like, you can't have a favorite uh, child. Yeah, but I can have a favorite niece, you know, like, you know, you can't have a favorite child, but I can have a favorite brother, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, like, Add that in in some way, or that's what she would say to, to, to you know, justify you or something. I have a favorite niece, but I can tell you this you are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. I would, uh, I think you can just cut out instead of saying that she sounded like a baba 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 school marm, just do the voice and it's perfect. Oh, my stars and garters. Okay. Like, just cut, cut the chaff. You didn't, yeah. you yeah. can just scoot from one place to the other but that's the only thing I can think of in everything I was completely engaged I just thought you talking is really engaging like you're very comfortable on stage you're just like this is what I'm saying and I'm talking and it's funny like I feel like you're I, all of everything you were doing was working and until that was the only thing I stumbled over it's the only note I have was that instead of saying what she sounds like just do her voice you're right thank you um, when you were talking about how your mom's blind it was really impressed she had kids you know, you say, like, somebody fucked her. That's also least impressive because she doesn't even know if your dad's ugly. Ha! 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 She's never seen him! Ha! <laughs> 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 my blind mom joke. It's funny. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this could venture into hack territory, too, by the way. But just, uh, you're talking about, like, my... Uh, that you should have seen the way that she beat the shit out of us because you know she couldn't and then uh, <laughs> because wait what because like you said you sh- they should have seen the like if they want to be really impressed they should have seen the way that she beat the shit out of us like you know because she couldn't because she's blind mm-hmm. so I was like that like, could be something more super hacky like it was yeah <laughs> but I love the hiding thing too dumb to hide that was great <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. here I am mom beat me <laughs> it's so easy to <laughs> is there any way to make the the that going to school, like telling yeah. adults, like, what happened to you? Yeah. Uh, my mom beat me. <laughs> You're so funny. What happened to you? Yeah, I fell, you, and then you say, I, I fell down the stairs. Yes, I have them say that. Like just, the, I think way to more. I think that's a better joke did, than reception it got. Okay. Yeah, did well, she ever? Did she ever like, you know, like wait for you in like the school bus stop and like drop you off in a white van? She was blind. That's the point. Like you wait for wait, the school what? bus. She oh. waits for the school bus and she drops you off in something completely wrong and you have no idea. I'm confused. Always. I am so confused. I am confused. Always. Thank you. Oh, she's waiting. She drops you off in a white van instead. Puts us in a white van. Yeah. A kidnapper. To be abducted. Yes. That could be funny. So when people are trying to cover up abuse, they say I ran into a door. It's like no, I ran into my mom. Like that'd be. Fell down the stairs. That's the other part too. I, I fell down the stairs. Like the conversation with the with the your brother is like she hit me in the eye, and then the the adult would be like, "Oh, when she meant to fill in the blank." So it's like they're correcting it, like she meant to do this, and it was like a blind. It was like a right. oh right, she poked me in the eye. Is she meant? To, oh, yeah. bless your mom. Like oh, and she's, she's giving you clumsy. orange juice. You know, like just like making making okay. things maternal, and then you can end that with like she's not weak, she's blind. Or yeah. Like, the, the point and the premise bringing it back to that or whatever your premise the truth that you're trying to say yeah I like it you, you get it okay. I didn't know I get that I uh, I really liked your concept of 
finding people inspiring, uh, just for, you know, not a lot of people say a lot of that stuff. You could probably say something like, uh, when that lady says, oh, I'm so inspired by your mom, you could s respond by saying, oh, stare into the sun for 10 minutes and you can be inspiring too. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah, how is it? <laughs> hey everybody, clap your hands wildly. Charity Pomeroy. I get high with dimes in the bar. Oh, right. we're going to give one more comedian comments, and then the rest of her is going to run through it like an open mic. Uh, she's your last comic of the evening. I'm so excited to have so many ladies here tonight. I really appreciate everyone coming out. Put your hands together for Devorah Kesdan! <laughs> so how do you guys feel about polyamory? <laughs> yay name. It's a mostly yay crowd. Um... I'm not polyamorous. I'm not against it. Uh, people are like shocked when I tell them I'm not polyamorous. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's like my haircut. They think I'm like ultra progressive, or I don't know if it's like my am like it, I look like I have an am ambiguous like sexual orientation. Um, but yeah, I'm not polyamorous. I just don't see the practicality of it. Like I don't know. I barely have time to look at the apps once a month, swipe left 10 times, and then eat Ben and Jerry's and cry to all my friends about why I'm single. Like, I don't see how people find time to actually like invest in a relationship and go on dates. Um, I wish I could be polyamorous though, like I really do. Uh, like when I first moved to San Francisco, I was using Bumble. You guys know this app, Bumble, because I had high hopes. <laughs> There's like another tier of attractiveness on this app. And so I came across this guy's profile. He's very attractive. And he was a physicist at, M or he studied physics at MIT. So I was like, okay, I'm going to swipe right, but there has to be a catch. So I like scroll down a little bit and I see this guy's in an open relationship. And I was like, okay, there you have it. I was like instantly like, okay, swipe left. But then my subconscious stopped me and was just like, hey, like you just moved here. You know, you should have an open mind, have a little fun. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> I went on a date with this guy and things were going well, like he was nice. And then like halfway through the date, I was just like, okay, I have to ask, like, how do you manage dating other people while you're in a relationship? Like, how do you even have time for this? And he was like, well, I did have to break up with a girl once, like, because she was upset that I wasn't spending enough time with her. And I was like, okay, like, what did you say to her? And he was like, well, it wasn't that, or I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> um, or I was like, yeah, what, like, what makes you think you could, like, date other people now? And he was like, well, it's not that I didn't spend enough time with her. It's that I didn't have the time to spend with her and then he like looked back at me like as if that was <laughs> I was just like what sorts of theories of space-time are they teaching you at MIT <laughs> because I am not following <laughs> he was like yeah I just I don't know I wasn't spending enough time with her because I just didn't have the time like I like he was so attractive part of me was just like tempted to be like oh yes like 
like there is some time tucked away in some pocket of the universe and you just didn't have the resources to take it out and use it i i completely understand like please mansplain this further um yeah so that was my one date with the polyamorous physicist the hot the hot polyamorous physicist um you know he really did take the theory of relativity to another level but i just couldn't relate to it okay that's my time guys but every rapper talking you rip roll yay oh my god you need to start a band called the polyamorous physicist <laughs> It was great. I enjoyed your whole set. But the polyamorous physicist is a great turn of phrase. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking like what a quantum dirtbag or something like that or like, you know, a quantum cheater or uh, something like, you know, more physics terms in there that he was using, you know. He was being he was being slick on a subatomic level or something. Is it still alliteration if it's pretty polyamorous uh, physicist? Because it's is that alliteration? It, is it well, yes, the it's the letter, letter itself. It, the it starts with a P, but then the sound is what makes it alliterative. Yeah, because I've so, always yeah. loved alliteration and jokes, so that'd just be the only physicist. Thing, yeah. um, polyamorous so physicist. I love. I would say my my line of critique here is like um, to make like of making it tighter would be sort of like starting it with like I'm not polyamorous because I can't be. And then there's like a joke in there or whatever, like how exactly you did it. And then I think your main argument is like, because I don't have the time. And then oh, you're like, here's, um, sorry. And it's like here who does have the time. And then you like paint the picture of who he is. And then it's because he's fucking with time in this weird way that you don't understand. So that's like the thread, how I got the thread of the joke. And I love it. Um, the part that I would cut out is just like, do you use Bumble? Like all that stuff. Because, and I say this to a lot of comedians, like how you went on the date is kind of, doesn't necessarily add, I think, unless there's like a joke specifically in there, because we're all kind of like, dating with apps is kind of dating, is yeah. kind of my critique. Okay. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody. Dvorak has it! Yay! <laughs> Your next comedian is a super fun guy and he used to run omg and maybe sometimes he does and i don't know how it works uh but we're done with giving comments we're just gonna laugh at people and they're gonna do four minutes and it's gonna be super fun everybody it's john gallagher yay yes you guys i still do omg so if you guys want to come by feel free <laughs> feel free every sunday just not tuesday but in Pam's defense, I haven't been to my own open mic like prior to last week and maybe two months. <laughs> it's, it's pretty not great. Um, uh, guys, I uh, the Christi Christmas, great time of year. This is the time of year where we answer or ask all the important questions. You know what I mean? I think we all are asking this like elves, union, non-union. What's the deal there, right? What's going on? They got to get out all these presents in one night? Probably not. They're working on Bezos-like conditions is what I'd say. Um, also, big one too, uh, Rudolph, anti-Semitic. Probably. I think he is, for sure. Definitely anti-Semitic. And then the biggest question we all have, too. Santa, is he circumcised? What's the deal with that, huh? So North Pole gets cold up there. He probably needs a little sweater for that guy. You know what I mean? I think that's probably true. A little, uh, little sweater for old Santa's dong. Huh? 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was uh, reading the thing on Facebook. It was about a guy that had a 77-pound tumor removed from his body. And he just, yeah, exactly. And he, the thing that's best is that this fucking idiot just thought he had a giant beer gut. And he, yeah, no, right. It was just a, like a, like, he's like, yeah, I just thought I had this rock-hard beer gut that was like misshapen and weird. It's like 77 pounds of cancer removed from his body. And he's, he's alive. And that's the thing that's crazy. The thing is this, though. It's like... You have to kind of, he has to be kind of happy, right? He's like, the doctor diagnosed him. He's like, so what's up, doc? He's like, I have bad news for you. It's like, it's cancer. He's just like, yes! I just thought I was a fat piece of shit this entire time. It's just God hates me. That's all this is. Like, I'm actually kind of a hero now that you think about it. I've been fighting a battle this entire time. Um, I used to, uh, it's not anymore, I used to have a show in a swingers club, um, and this is a face and demeanor that would probably repel people away from swinging and swinger-related activities, I feel like. Uh, I always just felt like, I don't know, it was a weird thing, but it was being in there uh, just made me feel like kind of like a, a weird swinging janitor, or just any people in porn, like, just genuinely trying to do their real job, you know what I mean? Like, sitting there. It's like the man who really wants to deliver the pizza or the guy that's just like cleaning up the spills around. It's like, well, one day I'll get to have sex. One day he's cleaning up little puddles of jizz for one day to get a slice of pussy for him and his family, you know? Still, still a little bit of sex away for him and his family to enjoy for years to come. Sit on that. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. It's all good. Did a, a little too much partying over the weekend. Got into a little bit of the old cocaine. Um, and yeah, yeah, it hurts you. It hurts you big time. And nobody, you can't complain about that because nobody feels bad for you. <laughs> no one. Don't, you shouldn't care. Fuck, it's like, every time he says like, oh, I did a party too hard, I did too much blow, that he just basically saying like, oh, my face hurts from how much money I put inside of me. Oh, I snorted so much money. Oh, my life's so hard. <laughs> it's like the amount of drugs I did would put a minority in prison for 30 years. Oh. Um, every, every time you snort blow, you're just snorting a young South American child's dreams. That's all you're doing, right? It's like his will and drive to try and get over the border. It's just what you did is like, well, you wanted to use this to better yourself, and I'm just using this to make me and my roommate very nervous for 10 minutes. That's all. That's all that's happening. Anyway, that's it. Thanks. Joy Gallagher, everyone. Yay! Huzzah! All right. Moving right along. Here we are at the Joke Workshop having a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Your next comedian, another super funny guy. Every time, sometimes he does jokes and sometimes I just love to listen to him rant. Clap your hands wildly for Hunter Uniac. That was probably the sexiest intro song I've ever gotten bringing it up here. Fuck yes. Good shit, Pam. Good shit. I'm going to ask you the song later. I, um, I'll just come out and say it. There's no easy way to say this. As a white guy in San Francisco, I feel white men face too many problems in this area. We do. We fucking do. I'll give you an example. My biggest problem as a white guy in San Francisco is every time I go up to a taqueria and I order something spicy, they look at me and go, <laughs> you serious? That's fucking it. First time I ever got a taco in San Francisco, I ordered spicy, ate it, could not fucking handle it. I was sweating like a motherfucker. Now every time I go back to that taqueria, I order spicy again because I'm not going to let that person win the, bat win the war. It's fucking stupid. Okay. I shouldn't start it off with white people have too many problems. I just threw all you guys against me right away. It did. It did. It's all right. I'll figure out a way to 
make myself seem nicer when I word it. So I hate the Jews now. No, no. I, um, what else, guys? I actually realized this weekend my mom's cooler than me, which fucking sucks. Here's the thing, I produced a show, and I invited my mom with a bunch of her friends to come out, and you guys know me. I always have, like, a little fucking flask of Jack with me most of the time. Not right now, because we're at Mutiny Radio, but I usually have a flask of Jack with me. She comes up to the show with a fucking thermos of Maker's Mark. Just beating me like a, like she fucking wins everything. It's amazing. I don't know. There's probably some like Freudian shit going on there. All right. I, um, what else guys? What else? I'm a barista. That's not fun, but uh, I'm not going to do the first half of the jokes. You all heard it, but like I fucking hate lattes. You know, like the lattes are weird. I mean, it is like coffee is a laxative. Milk stocks you up. Do you know what you're fucking doing to your body? It's insane. Like, I don't have Red Bull and NyQuil and think that's what I need to start my fucking day. It's bullshit. It is. I, um, I was standing outside here earlier and I saw a dog walk past me and I had to pet it and say hello. And it's so weird. Like, whenever you do that, it's always the same interaction with the owner. It's, uh, go fuck yourself. I made a new best friend. And you only ask the owner three questions. How old is he? What's his name? Is he a good boy? After that, the owner can fuck off. I'm only calling him a he, not because I'm sexist and might be a girl, but it's, I don't want to cup that dog's balls or, you know, non-balls every single time just to figure it out. You know, I'm not Trump with dogs. Eh, okay. I, uh, what else, guys? What else? Went through that. Went through that. Supposed to be a whole rant. Oh, you know what? I was like, one time I was talking to a, a dog owner, petting her dog. The girl tried to give me her number. Which seems like a, co a cool way to, you know, pick up a guy's number, but that just shows you how interested I am in dogs and not interested in women anymore. Just because I was asking for, all right, fuck it. What else? <laughs> Pam called me out on my rants. I'm like, I'm really trying not to rant right now. <laughs> Fucking shit. I uh, get angry? No, I'm not. I'm not going to get angry. I got angry because I spent 200 fucking dollars on Saturday. Because, um, yeah, I, I also partied way too hard Saturday. Fuck yeah, I didn't get up until 7 a.m., but I'll leave you with this really quick. I um, realized last night that I'm the same age right now that my dad was when he had me, 24 years old. You know, and at, my, like, at his age, he was living with his parents. You know, he was, like, still suckling off their teeth, and he had a kid. I live by myself. I pay my bills, and I have, a, st I have a, a hobby that fulfills me immensely, stand-up comedy, which means I'm not a fucking failure, people. I made it. Yes. That's my time. I get a fucking high-five. High-fives all around under Uniac. Fuck yeah, high-fives. Yeah. You are not a failure. Yeah, you're not a failure. I'm not your mom. You don't have to say fuck me. I don't think you're a failure. I love you, dude. It's all good. I love you, man. It was great. That was, you're not a failure, sweetheart. It's everything is great. Hey, I wear my, I usually wear my Letterman jacket just so I know what a failure I am to my parents. Like, yeah, I was varsity track, cross country and cheer. Look at that, mom. What would he do? Uh, hey, we're moving right along. That was a lot of fun, Hunter. I always enjoy your sets. Uh, we have a couple comics left. Your next one, he's been patient all night. Put your hands together for James Kino. So are there like people back in the box that can like hear us right now? There's a million. A million right now? All right, well that's good. It'll be nice. Be nice to have people laugh at the jokes. 
yeah exactly um i don't know i feel like comics are very funny people and completely humorless uh yeah uh i guess it maybe it stems from it's kind of like when you're explaining something to someone and then they kind of like realize where you're going as you're kind of getting it out there and so they kind of decide well shit i'm already here so i'm just gonna wait for you and then you get there and finish your explanation and it just falls on deaf uncaring ears because hey i've already i've already heard it dude yeah um some people go a little farther with that they kind of see where you're going and then they say oh well okay i'm just gonna fucking run with it now and you're just left standing there like do i finish and just ride his coattails at the end while he marches off into the sunset or do i just like drop it and let him have his like happy time so yeah i don't know comics the comics have been good though comics don't seem to march off in the sunset sometimes they'll just sit there and kind of let you finish your bit while you figure out that it's funny but it wasn't hilarious and no one's laughing but yeah um i'm gonna open the book so i'm not standing here with my balls in my mouth for too long Oh, yeah, something about that. It's like... Right, yeah, I guess I'm sort of... I'm new to this whole thing, and I feel like I sort of have an advantage there in that I have no fucking clue what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's... I, I don't know. People say, like, ignorance. I guess, like, ignorance is blissful comedy. Um, yeah, um, it's sort of like I'm like a little child right now, just asking my parents in wide-eyed wonder, like, why isn't the sky purple, mommy and daddy? And they're, they give some answer, and I'm just, like, not paying attention in this, like, whimsical, half-listening, fleeting curiosity. And then my mom goes back, and my mom and dad are wondering if I hit the weed too hard, if I got into their little stash, and then my mom starts wondering whether she took her Prozac too early and whether it didn't hit hard enough and then starts wondering if she put me on meds and meanwhile my dad's high as a kite and is still wondering why I didn't ask why isn't the sky orange. Uh, I didn't really have anything past that. Uh, I could put the mic down or I could complain about systemic problems in our society. Yeah, let's put the mic down on that one. Send it on the beeps. James Kino! Everybody, hey, let him hear it! One of his first times, yay! Yay! Yeah, orange. I enjoyed you ended it on orange. I think we have we have one comic left. Is it Hugo Stern? Is he the last in the house? Uh, it, because am I right that um, Pollock never showed up? You didn't you didn't sign your name. Who are you? Simon. I didn't. Simon. Well, we have time for both of you. Um, here we go. Your next comedian is Hugo Stern. Hey, everybody. Hey, you guys, uh, it's almost Christmas, and uh, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies, you know. Uh, my favorite one's got to be, uh, the, the, you know, the 1940s classic, right? It's a Wonderful Life. 
You guys see that movie? I like that movie, man. It has, it has all the, you know, it has, it has everything you expect from a great family uh, Christmas movie, right? Like it has uh, Christmas trees and Christmas presents and a father of three attempting suicide, right? <laughs> it really puts me in a holiday spirit, you guys. Uh, okay, um, I work at a cafe in this really uh, bougie neighborhood called Orinda, and it's like it's right across the tunnel from from Oakland, where I live. And it's a nice neighborhood for, with like rich people, uh, and like, it has like a very low uh, crime rate. And the reason and how I found that out is because uh, I was arrested in Orinda for public intoxication. And yo, the, listen, that only happens, that only happens in nice neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Like, do you know, do you know how safe your neighborhood has to be where somebody just calls in a, like, a drunk kid on the street not hurting anybody and the police have time to show up right away? That's a, that's a safe neighborhood. Their property value is sky high. Go, go send your kids there. That's where, that's where you gotta raise your kids, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I was also arrested uh, in the summer so this year for me, uh, cuffing season came early. All right, I thought okay, uh, cool. Uh, you know what I mean? Because like, I uh, public intoxication isn't isn't really a crime. You know, it's 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 more of a state of mind. Like it doesn't you can't get arrested for that stuff in at other in other neighborhoods. You know, especially the tenderloins, right? You, it's impossible to get arrested for public intoxication in tenderloins because over there it's not really a crime. You know, it's more more of like a lifestyle. You know, public PI is is more of like a pre prerequisite for living in the tenderloin. You know, because if you ever try to uh, lease an apartment there, uh, when you when you get interviewed by the landlord, he will he he will ask you this like, yo, what do you like to do? You know, do you do you get drunk in public and 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 yell at strangers? And if you say no, he'll say, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think you'll fit in this neighborhood. You're not TL material. All right, great. Uh, the, uh, face tattoos. What, what, how do we feel about face tattoos? Are you guys for them? Are you against them? Uh, I think they're cool, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys know the uh, rapper Gucci Mane? Yeah, he has a giant ice cream cone tattooed on his face, and I think it's really cool. A lot of people look at, especially like the the adults, like look at him like, oh, that's so stupid. You know, like what if his rap career didn't uh, take off? Like he, he, no one would give him a job. He couldn't get a job, and that's like the main stigma against fa face tattoos. And I think they're wrong because I think Gucci Mane could have got a job at any ice cream store. You know what I mean? Like he, he actually he would have been. He would have been the most qualified person for that job, you know what I mean? Because if I was a hiring manager at Ben and & Jerry's and I saw a dude with an ice cream cone tattooed on his face walk in the door, I'd be like, yo, that guy is committed. That guy is thinking long term, he's going to work for us long term because no one else will hire him. Okay, and uh, 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 I'm a pretty uh, uh, indecisive guy, so uh, whenever I'm in a dilemma, uh, what I like to do to decide and uh, f uh, find, a pro uh, find an answer to my problem is I do uh, exactly 3.5 grams of cocaine and to help me decide, and I call it my magic eight ball. All right, you have a good night. Why are you flipping? Yay, Hugo's turn. That was great. That was a great set. Hey, we have time for just one more comic. I'm going to try to remember his name, but I don't. This guy. Yay. Why are you tweaking? Sit in the trees. Why are you not speaking? Sit in the trees. I took two pools. Now I'm ready to bounce. Just about to leave my house. Then I got the cotton mouth. All right. Hello. My name is Simon. Yay. Sorry, just paying my toll here. Oops. Okay. 
Um, let me grab the mic like other people do. <laughs> All right. I uh, yeah, I was I did this for a while, but then I stopped doing it for a long time. Um, no one knew how I was, but I I still stopped after a while because work sucks. Uh, but I quit, so now I'm doing this some more. Um. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of material recently, but I will talk briefly about some stuff that I thought about. I, uh, I'm, I'm terrified. When I was growing up, I was terrified of dogs. And I, it's probably because uh, I didn't get to see Homeward Bound on VHS. <laughs> um, and so I never got to see their potential. Uh, and my my parents, uh, whenever I would ask them if I if to to rent a movie of some sort, they would say just wait for it to show up on PBS. Yeah, that's the public broadcasting channel station. Sorry, <laughs> and, which is funded by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, <laughs> but uh, and viewers not like my mom. Yeah, we watched it for free. It was pretty good. And uh, so I did get to see, however, uh, on TV, I did get to see the last half of Top Gun several times. <laughs> I'm, um, but yeah, I'm afraid of dogs. I was afraid of dogs for a while. I was bitten by a, by a black lab when I was four. But I don't want to make it about race. It, everything, all dogs uh, have teeth. And for every... A dog that uh, every dog that like um, barks at you, I just feel that it. They're saying "fuck you" every time they're they're barking at me. I don't know if you you feel the same way. They like if they're barking at you. That's what they're saying. I'm sh pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So, but people here in San Francisco, they love their dogs, right? Have you seen now? Some people they have dog hotels. I'll pass by them, and they they look really nice. They have like. Uh, playpen and everything, and people will buy, people will buy some really nice food for their dogs too. I was at uh, my sister-in-law's place, and she had, uh, she was, feed she was cooking something on the stove, and it was, it was like had chicken and vegetables. It was delicious, but it was for her golden retriever. And uh, meanwhile, I was having, I was eating, uh, I was think I was eating kashi. Crunch cereal, which is the is the kibbles of human food. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I think I I have no more thoughts about dogs. <laughs> All right. Well, who? What's my favorite dog? Uh. Mm hmm. The smaller ones, I think. I think I have. A, I've seen the Pomeranians around. They kind of just look like a ball of fur. And I think now that I'm older and bigger physically, I I don't get as afraid of uh, the dogs as much. But there was there was a big period where I would just keep away from dogs. And when you're really young, uh, you also don't know that. I I, I felt sorry for the owners that. <laughs> Had those dogs, I felt like their lives must—they must just always be terrified too. Okay, well, thank you. I'm. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good night.
Simon, everyone. Yay. He's afraid of dogs. Yay. I love the Pomeranians because they look like little Hitler subjects. Like they look like they're constantly like prancing to the Fuhrer. They're like, I'm so pretty and I'm having so much fun. And they constantly look like they're like, I'm having fun. I'm a fun dog. Look how fun I am. They look like they're smiling all the time and they're tiny and they like prance with their legs out. It's very, very exciting. Simon, thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Thanks, you guys, for sticking around the whole time. That was really amazing. This was a great joke workshop. Really appreciate all of you being here. That's what makes it awesome. We're here every Monday. Thank you for giving your money. It helps keep us alive. Yay! Tax time's almost done and everything's good. Um, yeah, there will be a Mutiny Radio in 2019. How exciting. Uh, yay! I know. It's so scary every time, but the but all of the... The tax man cannot find us this year. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, thanks again. Everybody have good shows at the rest of all your shows. Bye. Hit hate street and cop a dime or two. Then swerve off third. Burn some herbs. Hit the cliff house and have them serve on dirt. Park 55 do not disturb. San Francisco, the sickest city on earth. That's my word. Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. (laughs) 